welcome to another episode of Let's Chat, You and Me. Today we have Jen Daniel, the founder of Princess Chambers, a nonprofit organization making sure that high school girls going to prom look fabulous. They also do scholarships, so that's pretty phenomenal. She's also the director, the program director that is, working with disengaged youth. Also, she's a grad student at Columbia. Personally, I have no idea how she does all of this all together and still look as wonderful as she does and be as genuine and wonderful as she is. So without further ado, I will let Jen introduce herself and talk to you for a bit. Hey, Jen. Hey, Chris. <laughs> well, that's such a great introduction. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, it's an honor to be on your show. Um, so yeah, my name is Jen Daniel. I am a Brooklyn native. I love people. Uh, youth development and girl empowerment is my passion. Um, I started off in the corporate sector, realized that was not my style. <laughs> so um, have been in careers and jobs that have led me to this place here. Um, and I believe that God has me every, every season and he has um, taught me so much in every journey, but he has prepared me for this season right now. Wow. As you said, you're a Brooklyn native. I'm literally looking at your wall and you have a painting that says spread love. And the first thought is, is the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn way. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because of you. <laughs> I know that because of you. Okay, so this particular uh, podcast episode, as you all can see, is entitled Stay True. So today we're talking about being true to who you are, your character in a world that asks you to compromise on a daily basis. Uh, both Jen and I are Christians. Um, so that comes with another aspect to it altogether. Jen and I actually went to the same university, graduated on the same day. SJU. SJU <laughs> and did not know each other whatsoever. We actually ended up meeting at a Brooklyn Tab uh, retreat. Yep introduced by a mutual friend, Jessica Andrews. Shout out to Jess. Hey Jess. Hey Jess. <laughs> so it, it, it's amazing how small the world is and how large it is all at the same time. But how I was told about you through Jess was that you are a sweet person, you have a huge heart, and anyone would love you. Like there's something about you that just draws people in. Mm. And I was like, oh, she sounds fantastic. <laughs> and then I met you and I was like, Jessica did not lie. Aww. This is who you are. Every time I bump into you, you make me feel like we knew each other for years. Aww. And I truly appreciate that about you. And I think that's part of your character. You mentioned about different jobs in the corporate world and then going through a journey and honey child. I know <laughs> what that journey is like. That time we had dinner like 14,000 years ago. I know. Because it's We're been way overdue. too long. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and and we, we spoke about the journey of employment and the passion and keeping hope and trusting God and all of that. And as you said that, that just made me think of the fact that the journey and your discontentment with where you were in the corporate world actually led you to continue to pursue what may have been a passion that fell in line with the character and what God placed inside of you as a person, because you're a program director working with disengaged youth. You do Princess Chambers for youth and like everything about you at that retreat, you were with the youth. There's something about you and the youth just draw themselves to you. So with that, I can identify with that too. I'm also a mentor and youth draw themselves to me, but 
this this whole topic i want to talk to you about something that's really real and it's how to stay authentic to who you are while staying and keeping a pulse on what's going on in the world but not being dragged down by it or changed by it into something that's negative not necessarily a positive change so how do you do that especially <laughs> in what you do yeah wow um so I definitely think that when you finally accept your life as just a calling and you're on assignment, then you just trust the process in a different wow. way, you know? Um, I, you know, like I think about my journey as an insurance broker and feeling like, oh my God, why am I here? I hate this. <laughs> what am I doing? I can't see you as an You know, like if, if you saw me, you'd be like, oh my God, what? That's not Jen. <laughs> but thinking about how all of the isms, the ageism, sexism, racism mm. all shape me and actually to think that full circle how my experience there was really what I now get a chance to pay forward and, and really teach the youth because I was wow. doing like professional development wow. <laughs> and, and had I not gone through all of those experiences had I not been through like the crying in the bathroom stall I'm able to to, to tell youth from a firsthand experience things that um no one else is going to tell them right mm -hmm. um and then I think about even just the 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 fact that those moments where you feel like, wait, why does this feel like the end? But you have to lean on God in a different way, you Girl, know, you like, you know, and, it, and it's in those moments. I think about, I was telling my youth about um, how I felt like I was going through a quarter life crisis at one point, but <laughs> you know, you know, you know, quarter life crisis, you're like, okay, what's going on? I don't know what the next step, but I think about all of the things that um, really were, the crucial pieces that made me who I am today. Like I think about had I not been an insurance broker, had I not been working in the um, in my cubicle, Princess Chambers would have never been birthed. And I think about those are divine appointments. Like it was a random thought that came in while I was sitting in a cubicle. And then just thinking that it was from doing a grassroots prom dress drive that somebody got the flyer who worked at my organization that connected me to a lawyer who was able to put it as a nonprofit. Had I not been there what? would that have happened you know and wow. I think about um when you can look at things in hindsight and see God in it right mm -hmm. and I think about how his timing has always been perfect even when I never felt it but seeing how it, it lined up you're like you know what God you do know things better than I really do <laughs> and that has been something where it's like when you know God is really the person that's <clears throat> leading you the way you know <laughs> that it's, it's only right not only to honor him with integrity, but then also be somebody of great character where <clears throat> you want to be his representation to the best, right? So I, I believe that that's always been the reason why I can always be the reflection and my, or try to be the best version and reflection of you. him, you know? I feel you. As you're saying that, that just, it made me laugh. You probably were looking at me as I'm just <laughs> like, whoo, child, because I'm in a season of my life Cause you know we you know in our lives we have more than just four like the environment we have like twenty thousand. so mm -hmm. <laughs> this particular season in my life what i've realized god is doing is opening my eyes to see things it doesn't necessarily look like it's changing for what i want so i'm like but god you opening my eyes how come things ain't changing i thought once you open them and i'm like oh yeah okay that's cool lord because i said that's cool 
you should move me to the but it doesn't work <laughs> it does not work yep. that way and yesterday i was just i was just venting to my mama as we do to our mamas that's what and moms are for yes <laughs> praise god for moms and she said to me she said you know what your problem is you have no patience that's your whole problem and sometimes the things that you're waiting for and looking for god might not release to you because you refuse to settle down and have patience in the process so you're missing it at that particular time because now you've got to learn the hard way what patience was for and i'm like all that we were supposed to do is drive through this southern state mom <laughs> that's all we had to do you just schooling me and she's you know what she was right um, as you were talking about the experiences you were going through this past two weeks, I've been having um, private conversations with God and he's been allowing me to realize that though I may be unhappy in what I'm doing, because as you're saying, we have a passion, mm -hmm. you know, and we won't be happy or feel fulfilled until we are actively in that passion. And for me, you know, I, you know, I also have the nonprofit and those things don't necessarily pay you, but that's yeah. where our passion, passion is lies. and that's where we're the happiest, but then we got bills. And yep. And so like, go ahead. So I'm just going to release an amen because <laughs> so some of the things that I realized during my time, um, just when I realized I'm like, okay, God, well, why aren't you, why aren't these doors opening? Why am I not being mm -hmm. able to move forward? Why, why, why? And I realized when I stopped asking why and just learn to sit down and just wait how, and then like, it's not being complacent, but just being content and knowing that God has you. Ooh, this and, complacent <laughs> and content. Yes. And, and I think that's, there's a difference. And I think sometimes people, they, they almost lose their blessing and their miracle only because they become complacent mm -hmm. and contentment is just being happy wherever God takes you right it's, it's maintaining joy right like you're not always going to be happy but and you're not always going to have happy moments but maintaining your joy is something worth fighting for and I believe God is very very intentional about us being content in every season and making sure that we're the best reflection of him in each season because I think about the moments where I try to move prematurely or faster mm. and how I almost risk not learning the lessons God had for me or even learning or seeing like the best thing for you to do is always to let God fight your battles because I think about all of the challenges I went through in the insurance world and it was all it was mostly like personal it was even it was but it was a lot of character development that mm. I would have forfeited had I not stayed and it was in that moment where I was like all right well I guess I'm gonna be an insurance broker forever when I was like oh you're ready <laughs> you're ready and it was those moments where it was like Okay, God, I see what you did there because what I realized about God shifts is that, and you the different God shifts. God shifts. Ooh, yeah. Like yeah. God shifts. <laughs> when God yeah. shifts you into your your future or to your purpose or to even to your destiny or the next steps to your towards your path, He does it so effortlessly. He does. And it doesn't look like there was a hiccup anywhere it, along the line. And His timing is impeccable. And I realized had I moved or even if he if he allowed me or answered the prayers that I had how much I would have forfeited the greatness of the bigger dreams the God dreams right like I think about where she's just giving all these <laughs> hashtags we're not hashtag these God well, I'm glad um it's just I think about how I almost forfeited 
the bigger. Like I remember when I moved from an insurance broker into the next my next job, how there was three prayers I had. One was I wanted to be able to help people. The second one was I didn't want my days to look the same. And the third one is I wanted to travel. And mm. I remember I almost took an opportunity right before that. And I just I didn't have peace about it. And I was like, finally my my moment where it's like I've spent six years basically there, like, wow. you know, moving up and really being challenged. But I even think about the standard of work. Like even the boss that I had at that moment and how grateful I remember bumping heads with him in the beginning but how grateful I was that he had such a high standard for work product and mm -hmm. even though I was staying late and even though it was a little bit of him yelling and even though it was those <laughs> moments that were very like uh they were hard but they were most teachable and mm -hmm. I think about had I not gone through that I wouldn't be the employee I am today and I think about even the the if I had <clears throat> accepted <clears throat> that next that next job how the one that i lost my peace for how i would have forfeited the job that god really aligned for me mm -hmm. which was working at the lead blood cancer where it was all those three prayers answered and it was i got a chance to not only help people but i also was traveling throughout the you the sure days. were you, you remember that job right all them pretty pictures <laughs> <laughs> this girl can find a mural anywhere I love murals Anywhere. I, I, love murals. I love murals and and just thinking about how my days never look the same and how when you pray and if you really believe God to answer those prayers, you really have to be patient for those. And God's what I realized, he he really is like he's a, not only a God of the impossible, but he's also a God that when he when you ask him, he if it's according to his will, he's going to he's going to grant yeah, you that. Yeah. But he's not also he's a God that's never going to let us be to let us settle like we settle. But God doesn't allow allow us to settle because we have such a limited view we think okay that's the best thing i've ever seen or known i want that and god is like nah pause i will give you something that's better than that but you gotta wait and because of our limited view i know personally speaking i'm just like but i don't want to wait anymore what if all these what ifs can kill you yeah and it can it can screw up your character really because when you start settling for the as you said settling when you start settling for the what ifs and these questions and these no patience you start taking things that's out of line with the purpose that god created you for and has in line for you and so now your character becomes uh, affected by your environment and then your actions and decisions that you've already started to make outside of the will of God. Amen. So yeah. then, so then yeah. you now seem, you feel like you're now being successful because you've made a detour decision in your mind. It's not a detour, but you've made that detour decision right. and you start going, well, I'm making this, this is happening. People are liking this. And God is like, I've never called you for right. that. And now your character is different. And now what will your testimony look like? One, your success, your quote unquote success is now based on disobedience. So right. when you finally realize that that is not what I have for you, your whole descent from that, because it's going to have to be a descent. Right. And you're going to feel it and you're going to see it. So now what are you going to do in that particular moment? And so now that brings me to the next question of character over charisma. Right. We, we can, we can talk really nicely, right. you know, especially with working with youth and just living on a day-to-day -day basis, having the struggle of wanting to fit in to your environment because you, you do want to understand where you are, what it is you're doing, uh, whether it's at work or if you're, if you're mentoring whomever it is, even in the dating life, you know, mm -hmm. you want to 
get to the culture, know the culture and, and not offend, but then you also don't want to lose who you are, what you've believed. And truthfully, I think we lose sight of the fact that things that shape a culture starts with someone's character, what they've decided to hold on to and not remove. And other people saw that and said, well, you know, that's a good idea. That's, mm-hmm. that's usually how culture is established. You know, someone yeah. holding firm to who they are and what they believe as good. So as you were saying that the experiences that shaped you, you're absolutely right. Because in, in the working world, there are some times where you have employers who are absolutely crude. And mm-hmm. at the moment you go, if you talk to me sideways one more time, <laughs> right. I'm going to walk out that door. But it's, it's true because somewhere down the line and, and recently in the past three weeks for me, somewhere down the line, the Lord has brought it to me that the moments where it feels the hardest is the moments where he has to build me because right. eventually, eventually I'm going to face something and I'm going to need to be able to know gone through something like this before god brought me through i can i can handle this it's right it's a o k and one of my prayers were as funny as it sounds make me like a duck's back mm. the water rolls <laughs> off of that so when hard things come and comments come okay take it is this something critical is this uh criticism that i can use how can i use it how can i shape it you know take it and use it but don't internalize things that can be toxic to your spirit, your character and, and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think everything you said is so real. Um, cause I think about the first part you said about like with character and charisma and I think charisma is a piece of character, but if you only have charisma without the character, that's, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous place, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you have to fight for, um, what, who are you? Right. Like, cause I think right now we live in a culture where everyone wants to be seen we, you know, True. like everyone wants the likes, they want to be an influencer. They want to do this, that, and the other. But the thing is, is that with influencing, you have great responsibility. And if you don't have the character to sustain that, um, eventually you're going to be that person that does things just for people, for the applause. Mm. And that's dangerous, right? There's no substance There's in no that. substance in that, but then also you lose who you are. And and the thing is, especially in this world right now, is where mental health is such a safer oh thing. Oh it's crucial. You know, and I think there's a, that's where the danger lies, right? Because people, we're not meant to live for people. We're, li- we're meant to help people serve people. We're not meant to live for the approval of people. We're supposed to live for the approval of God, right? Yeah. So with that is making sure you have the character that's the heart of God. And when you don't have that, that's where you run the risk of losing your identity. And, and then when you get to only having charisma, that means you can talk a good game. That means you look good. <laughs> sure that enough. means that you can, you put that facade on, but what happens when everything like, when it's done, when it's done. And I think when you think about what the most prettiest, even objects, if it's, or even the most beautiful cake, the cake is pretty, but what if it doesn't taste good? You know, no Girl, one wants to eat that. I have had that. <laughs> I said, "Oh, it looks so good," and it tastes yeah. like socks, right? <laughs> like socks. <laughs> but that's, but that's, it's, it's, and that's why you got to be mindful where you have those people that can love a good cake that because it looks beautiful. But most people want to eat something that tastes good, yes. right? And that's with people. Most people want to be around people that are a joy to be around, or someone that you know has integrity and 
someone who you can trust. And especially when people, I think about charisma. If you only have charisma, I think about car salesmen, right? <laughs> you talk a good game. <laughs> you talk a good game. You're right. You're and, right. and you have to be careful with that. And and that's why everyone should try to attain to having a great character and just having the charisma. Because the charisma is, is that's just a facade. That's just, that can go. But the character is the everyday thing that you want to work on. And and something you also said, um, I was thinking about just even um, in the workplace, right? Like you said something about, you know, sometimes you have that, that employer that's going to talk to you crude. And I think about even the challenges of just being a black woman. Oh, right. Man, and I know, and I know <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that, that can be like a, that's, that's probably even a topic for another podcast, <laughs> yeah. but the conflict that you have when you're mm-hmm. a black woman, but you're also a Christian, right? Yes. So now it's like, who are you going to represent that day? And yes. you always want to keep your, your, you know, your Jesus shirt on, but then you have those people talking to you crazy. And, 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 and literally wearing a Jesus shirt. Right, right, right. And you have to remind yourself, like you said, love God, love people, right? Yeah. And and that's where it, it always is that that's where your character comes into play most is when those those moments where you you know you can curse somebody out or you could even not even use obscene um, see language yeah. and still make them feel low. But that's not our role, right? I, I do that's, have that ability, and that's why God be like, Shh. and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna listen. I'm not gonna do right. it. It doesn't represent him, and it doesn't represent like him. you said the best representation for him. Exactly, and and I think that that's where it's like. Okay, God. Every day you gotta renew me. Every day you gotta. I want to wear you. I don't want to wear me because I know me. I I get myself into trouble. You know. So it's it's a constant reminder that um, that's why character is so important because charisma is only the one facet of your character. It's if you true. only have the charisma, then that's when you when something when when the weather turns a different season, you don't know how to function. You're not gonna yeah. have the umbrella. Your character is your umbrella. You know. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely right. You made me think of as you were describing. I started thinking of an ice cream sundae. Well, for me, uh, vegan ice cream sundae. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, vegan. Yes, yes. Vegan ice cream sundae. But um, it made me think of it. You won't have. A Sunday, you won't have a, just a bowl full of whipped cream. I mean, whipped cream tastes nice, but you just you're not gonna sit there and just eat a bowl of whipped right. cream, and that's kind of like charisma. Mm-hmm. You put that on top as a finishing, as an addition right. to the character, which is the ice cream, the basis of what you have. Right. You know, some people have a wonderful character. They may not have charisma, but they can do something else, and that character is seen. Kara Sherrod has a song. Um, on one of her older albums is called um, Invisible. Mm. And ever since I heard that song, that's been part of my prayer. Mm. Lord, make me invisible so that they see you. And when that happens, it's not a matter of shrinking yourself and, and pretending that you're not there. It's a matter of understanding that God is first. If his glory is seen, you have no worries because he's going before you. He's taking care of everything there. And if you can put yourself out of the picture so you can see God clearly, you'll start to be able to walk. And I'm, I'm saying you as I'm also speaking to myself. As you mentioned earlier about um, people acting out of pocket at times, but you have to reflect Christ as, you know, we're Christians. So there was a time in one of my jobs that I had some years ago, right out of St. John's, I had a coworker who loved to mess with me because he knew I was a Christian. Mm. He was not. And he would do something and it wouldn't be that I was rude in response or anything like that. 
it would just be no i'm not i'm not going to do that because one it wasn't my it wasn't my thing to do it like it was an assignment that was for him right and he had to do it and say i'm not i'm not going to do it and then he would throw back well what would jesus do and at that moment they know people know when you throw jesus at us we're going to stop and go well lord first is this going to please you and then it, it makes you go well no that has nothing to do with god and you're trying to bait me right <laughs> you're trying to bait. and so now my character do i pop off because he used to get on my last nerve there was one time they know that i had a fear of pigeons i i'm a new yorker i can't <laughs> deal with pigeons okay i cannot i will wait for the pigeons to go before i cross the street i cannot deal with pigeons so, funny. so i come back from lunch my entire cubicle is covered in pictures of pigeons in my drawer on my desk on my computer oh, this place is on horrible my, it, they it, they covered it all in pigeons and i was just everywhere i opened it was pigeons and i was just i freaked out and i was like okay my initial reaction is to go over there and bop him i know it was him but god would not have me to do that mm. my character had to speak for itself. Right, right. You know, my character, people knew me as the person who if they needed a moment, they'll pull me to the side, "Can you pray with me really quickly?" Mm. or "Can you you just tell me something good?" Like, you know what I mean? Right. So if I flared up, it would have taken me outside of my character and then the question would have been like, "Well, which god are you serving because a pigeon made you lose it." Right. So, you know, it's it's a it's a delicate balance right but like you said the first thing you got to do is remember who is this for right and it's interesting that you know that first of all that's crazy that he did all of that sure did. and that he spent all his time with those pigeons to do that <laughs> but i think about how you how you ever have those moments or where you've done everything for people you've done you've always been there for someone and that one time that one oh. time you're not there yes. then it's like oh you always this or this yes. person never this and i always think about those moments when i think about um how it only takes one moment to to really compromise your <laughs> your, your walk and and that's where you have to guard your character the most right mm -hmm. because it's in those moments where what if somebody who needed to see you in your faith regardless of how somebody's treating you mm -hmm. you show them the love right mm -hmm. in, in that instance it just takes one second one situation for somebody to be like oh this person is da 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 yeah um and and i learned and it took a long time and it and i'm so it's i think a growing process it's a lifetime process probably where you really got got to trust God in those moments and be really be so unbothered that you're going you just look at the person and be like you're going to get yours you're going to get yours <laughs> and and I think about those moments where I've walked away from situations and even if it didn't happen right away where I felt like oh the person didn't get what they deserve quote unquote but then it's because we feel that way and that's a normal feeling is it right no because then it's like right. it's that's that's not biblical right because it's you're supposed it to show that grace you're supposed to not treat people the way they treat you but only with the love of god and right and you just stop and saying the ashes on your head cuz it's like like <laughs> right. now you trying to be vindicated exactly <laughs> And when you learn that it's not your 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 battle to fight or you're not the judge of what should happen next to that person, mm -hmm. you just gotta trust God with your own. And 
seeing when you walk away versus the times I think about the times when I have ripped people a new one and I'm like dang why did I do that <laughs> after I leave I'm like dang I shouldn't have done that and then you're filled you're you're left with the guilt and yeah. I always think about I never want to I never want to be in a situation where someone wronged me and now I have to give them an apology so that's when I yes and that's what I that's yes. kind of been my driving force to um how I started dealing with things when it's like somebody wronged me and I want to wanna like say something I'm like but do you <laughs> will you have to apologize after this because conviction is real and honestly the, the as you grow in Christ the more you're gonna face those convictions and you're gonna know when you're wrong and you're gonna be like dang but do I really have to and the answer is always gonna be yes 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 you need to apologize yes. yes you need to show the love of God yes you need to really trust me that I'm gonna handle the situation yeah so it's really remembering is the, is my conviction worth this I'm starting to feel like you've been in my car with me <laughs> throughout the week. Because this very week, I said something to my mother. I said, Mom, I really, I, I'm glad because people don't know what God has saved me from. You know, because if he hadn't saved me, I imagine the way my mouth would be. And I'm grateful mm -hmm. that I'm not where I could have been. Right. Because I know my mouth is not necessarily like cursing you out, like like you said, the vulgar tones, but the way I am with words, baby. <laughs> I, look, I, I know I could bring someone down, but God has given me a passion to bring people up. Right. So if I do that, I'll be stooping. So what I said to my mom, I said, mom, listen, my, it may sound selfish, but my one of my driving forces in how I respond is, Am I going to have to tell you sorry? Am I going to have to repent about this? Because I don't want to have to do that, especially right. when you are the person who hurt me. Right. I may never get the apology from you, and now I got to give you one? So it's, it's you know, at that time, like you said, sometimes we just got to let it go and let God do what he's going to do. Not necessarily hoping God get him, because God doesn't work that way. Right. His word says that, his blessings, it comes on the just and the unjust. Right. And it took me a very long time. I'm, I'll be honest. I think it was sometime last year when I finally said, okay, fine, Lord. It's not like God is waiting for me to agree with his word. His word is his word. But for me to finally understand that at some point, you know, you're throwing this whole big tizzy because the unjust or the wicked person in the world is still thriving at some point, or at least looks like they're thriving. Right. He reminds me at some point that was you. And, and I, I was just about you. to yeah, I, <laughs> I, I sometimes you just gotta be like, God, thank you so much. You don't treat me the way like I want you to treat my, my enemies because <laughs> just don't do this to me, but just treat my enemies that way. Like and if you and if not you me, God them. Right, right. Like, you know. And I think it kind of makes me think of this other thing that I it was a hard pill for me to swallow. But you know, one thing that I I I feel like a lot of people kind of think this way where it's like well my sin isn't as bad as theirs Work and, like, that's not a thing and that's not a thing <laughs> you know sin is sin, sin and is it sin. doesn't matter what it looks like but I, I I feel like there's times when we feel that well God well mine wasn't as bad as that though and that's not how he works nope and when you come to grips with that and just receive your grace mm -hmm. receive the grace that he gives you but then also allowing other people to receive theirs Yes. Because, and that's the hardest, one of the that's hardest hard things part. because it's in those moments you want to see people 
sweat. You want to see them <laughs> feel what they made you, how you made, yeah. how they made you feel. But that's not our job. And I and I believe that when we realize our role compared to his role, mm. our um, lives will get easier. Because then we won't be consumed with the. But you could do this, and that would make them feel it. Or you can do that. Don't let like God's like. We okay, are, are you done? Are you done? Are, are you gonna let me do my job? I don't. I'm letting you do yours, and I'm <laughs> helping you with yours. But I don't need help. I don't need help. And I think we try to give God help that He's not asking for, and we do it within our careers. We do it with our relationships. That's why there's a lot of so people nice. in these relationships that God never, uh, He never called them to be in. And then now, uh-huh. when you try to help God and, and manufacture your own miracles and blessings, then you're dealing with the aftermath and the pieces of that. Now that's the heartbreak. Now it's oh. getting out of those situations that Child, you know. What does that look like? <laughs> now it's the emotional distress, you know, and, and years of recovery, recovery, you know. And and God's like, but I never asked you to do that. And when you realize that a lot of the things that you you do or have done is because of either impatience or thinking that your blessing should have looked this way instead of trusting the God that has cattle on a thousand hills that can provide every miracle and blessings. Your life will be so much easier when you accept that and let God do his job, you know? True. And it's 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 because like I think about when I'm like waiting for the train, I'm thinking about all the things I could have done or you know, <laughs> but it's not making the train come faster. <laughs> you know, the train's gonna come when it comes. Like you're right. You know, right. and 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 all the like, uh, like all the anger and all the emotions. And I think about Jen, just put your Spotify on and like call it a day. <laughs> just put and, your Spotify on and chill. And and I think about just all the unnecessary emotion and stress, like that's not how God wants us to live, you it know? Isn't. You're absolutely right on that. I'm I'm I'll be honest, I'm still working on not to I've never it's weird because I've never been this way, but I understand now why, you know, the term jaded mm. exists. Right. Because as a child, you're sheltered and protected from those experiences. Everyone wants to make them good for you so you don't right. see them. Right. But as you grow up, you are now experiencing them. So now your mind is remembering what happened with them. So now you now feel like you should worry. As a child, you like, I don't have to worry. Mom and dad, they got it. I'm good. And it should be the same thing as adults. Dad has it. Abba Father, God has it. So why am I, why am I tripping? There's nothing that's happening that God is not aware of. We may not like it. We may not, I mean, it may be harsh. It may hurt. We may not like it, but it is preparing us for something more excellent like it could either be something to push us to where he wants us to be so that we can actually experience that contentment that he gives or it could be something that draws us away from what we thought is success right. and peace to actually yeah. experience his peace only depending on him for whatever that is and in that moment when our soul dependency is on him that incredible joy you cannot explain to anyone else because the world will look at you and say, but you look like you're struggling and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm real good. But how are you? The only way you can explain it is like this bracelet from genetics from the PIA tour says, but God, (laughs) and and that's the only thing you can do that piece. I, even now I'm stirring because you can't fully describe it until you experience it. That's real. And, and, and that's part of what, reminds me to stay true to who God is, to who I am in God, because he is where I get my identity. I am 
I am nothing without him. And that's not a bad thing. Amen. That is the best thing because without him, I have no purpose. Mm -hmm. And walking around this world without him having no purpose is just existing and not experiencing life the way God intended it to be. And then at the end, a bonus is to be with him, experiencing life eternally without this trouble. So I think that's a win-win. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and I, and I, but I also think, cause that is definitely a win-win, but I think that is something that is so personal and everyone comes to that mm -hmm. in, in their time. Right. Mm -hmm. And that comes from pure surrender. True. It comes from pure surrender and being in a place where you're like, all right, God, it's not working my way. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I've tried it this way. Up. I've tried it. Like I've tried to manufacture it this way and it's not working. And you know what? I'm going to have to let this go. And in those moments, that's when God's like, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> and, and then he really, he shows himself so strong, so, so strong. And what you said is so real about that piece is it's an experience. Like you can't necessarily describe it. Mm -hmm. You can't really put it in full words, but it's so real. Mm -hmm. And I think even like joy, the joy of being unspeakable. Yes. It's really, that's really the goal, right? Like yeah. I think about people saying like living my best life, quote unquote. And I'm like, that's great. But like joy unspeakable, <laughs> like that, that is something where no matter what's happening around you, yeah. everything can be, can be going around you. Absolutely terrible. But regardless, your joy is so unmessed with. Yes. It's like, because you know, that's that, that's that total dependence that okay this happened this is what's happening this it's gonna probably happen tomorrow but you know what <laughs> but the, my future is is promised by God right and, mm -hmm. it, and in the end you win and I think when you remember at the end you win you can look at things that are happening around you and think like well this is temporary this yeah. is temporary and there's purpose behind it and I think about how much stronger people are after uh tragedy and circumstances beyond their control mm -hmm. and how much of a fight like when you put up that fight you know the littlest things that happen to you after you're like oh then they're like, done I'm that dead. and I, and that's the kind of person you want to be that's character development right there because i see people who have everything and then they lose in a second and then they lose every every character that they thought they had right that's when they fall apart that's never what you want to be right and that's why those little things that the those unfavorable moments are so crucial to your development because you want to get to that place where you're like god's in everything so regardless mm -hmm. of um what's happening right now god's in the details god's in, he's in the details and my my future is going to be restored for everything that i lost in this moment and i've seen god do it i've seen him do it in my life i've seen him do it in my friend's life and and that's why i'm like how can i not be the best reflection of him or try to be you know mm -hmm. i'm not perfect but i serve a perfect god which also is the best thing in the world so my imperfections will never uh be too little for him to to take care of you know mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right and when you were talking about when some people lose everything i've if you read the stories or you know if you hear them personally know them or what have you one sentence you can almost verbatim say you've heard it in every scenario whether it's a story on tv um if it's fictional reenacted if it's in a book they had said when everything fell apart they did not know who they were yeah. they said i don't know who i am and that rings true if you don't know 
who you are in your character. Right. So you, like, it's like, what did you build it on? Right. Was it like you said, the charisma that you built it on? Did you build it on something that was a fallacy? Was it on the back of something else? Did you ever take time to understand who you are? What what gifts you have? Anything like that. So when everything falls apart, was it only the things you were chasing? Right. You never took time to understand who you are. Right. Or even see who you are, what you have that is not tangible. And I think we get lost in the, the aspect of tangibility. If that's a word or not, I don't know. <laughs> Look, Merriam-Webster's adding words every year. <laughs> so I'm going to add some stuff. But, you know, we get lost in what we can see and touch over what exists in us regardless whether we have anything. Because, like you said, if you lost everything today, would you not exist? Right? You would still exist. So from there, can you rebuild anything? That's the next question for you. And if you can't say, I can rebuild because I know who I am or I don't know who I am, then that's definitely a problem that you have because you've never done any type of self-reflection um, or anything. And I think that's a major thing to do, self-reflection. Sit down, even sometimes look yourself in the mirror. People might think you're crazy. Do it at home by yourself. <laughs> look yourself in the mirror and, and, and talk to yourself. Who am I? What do I have? What are the things that I like? What are the things that I feel deep inside? You know, we talk about our conscious and, and leading with our hearts. I don't advocate leading with your heart because the heart can change. So, and it's like, take your brain with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take your brain with you. So I don't, I don't advocate just following your heart because your heart can lead you in so many different ways. The heart is deceptive. The heart is deceptive and desperately wicked. Like there, some people in their very heart of hearts, they only want that, you know? So I won't say follow your heart. I say one for me, for Christians, you know, we're, we're first getting our directive from God. So that's, that's, we're going to the Bible. And then for those who aren't Christians, I'm still going to say, don't follow your heart. Do not follow your heart. You need to sit down and identify who you are, right? Write down some things about yourself. What is it that you like that you cannot see about yourself? Do not write anything physical down. Write down what it is you possess, the types of things that you have a passion for, the types of things that make you laugh and bring what feels like a sense of joy and peace to you. Write those things down. Then you start to begin to see kind of like more of who you are, your character. You're now writing down your character because your character cannot be physically touched. Right. Or surgically altered. Right. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think also in those moments, like I think about something that I had to even personally do within the last couple of years is mm -hmm. also sit down with yourself, look in that mirror and say, what are my areas of improvement? Mm -hmm. Because I think about just, just over the last couple of years, just how crucial that is. Because if you really want to have the heart of God, you got to search your own heart, right? True. True. And, and I think about how important it is to also what is it that I need to improve on? Because sometimes God is putting you in situations 
to, to really show you that you have places that you need to work on in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think about just how important it is to take those and really like, okay, God, why is this happening? Why is this situation? Why am I in this situation? Because if you don't really figure it out or really trust God that he's trying to teach you something in that, you're going to have to learn that somewhere else yes. until you learn that lesson. And so it's super important that as you're developing this uh, like positive sense of character and, and really identifying your own, like just your qualities, also understanding that process also includes looking at what is it that I need to improve on. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you, heart surgery is necessary. And I, yes. I you don't even realize you need it until you're on the table. <laughs> you're right. And, and I just think about how crucial it is. And I had to look at my piece, the pieces of my life where I'm like, ooh, that didn't, I didn't handle that well or oh mm -hmm. I need to really work on that or you know what that 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 I didn't realize that I was affecting people that way you know and really having that real moment with you because the only way you can address something is until you make sure that it is something that is um you acknowledge right. and and you have to acknowledge those too because that is the only way you can really get to the 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 utmost character that you really desire to have you're absolutely right when you were talking and you were speaking about heart surgery, it reminded me of um, a time I was at, I think it was a retreat of some sort, and they mentioned heart check. And there was a list of things with heart check. And it was just along the lines of, okay, are, am I going right in this area? What are the things I need to improve on? What are the things I need to stop doing? And in, in pride, it's really hard to see those things and go, no, I'm good. Sounds like a personal problem for you. Some things are personal problems for people. Mm -hmm. However, when there are things that are needed in your own life to change, you're aware of that, but you fight so hard with your pride to ch not change them. Um, there were some things said to me over the years and by more than one person. One was family member, one was a good friend, and I'd never realized it about sometimes the, the, the tone in my voice. I never expected my tone to have a problem. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm just talking regularly. And they said, no, there are some times where your inflection, even though you don't intend it to be, and we know you don't intend it to be, the tone can make a person feel, you know, less than or bad. And I said, well, I definitely don't want to do that because the whole intention was to help you, but the tone came out wrong. So from that year, <laughs> I've intentionally been trying to alter the way I, I say things, not necessarily the wording, because the wording is fine. Their problem was the tone, my pitch. And I'm going, oh, my pitch? I got to work on pitch? Like, But it's true. Right. It's very true because it then falls in line with your character. Are you now ignorant? Or is your tone reflecting what's coming out right. and 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 you never think about the tone of your voice causing a problem or reshaping people's view of your character right you know especially right. if you have a personality that people know is one that is nice and helpful and all that but then when you say something it's rubbing someone the wrong way because now they don't know you that well and your tone now gave them an interpretation that was not expected. Right. So now if you have to explain over your tone, you need to evaluate. And for me, I needed to evaluate that. So I intentionally try not to. Sometimes I might have a long pause because I'm trying to figure out how do I say this? Right. <laughs> and not have a tone inflection that was wrong. Yeah. So 
Yeah, and I think that comes with maturity, right? Like because that's super important to identify those even that little that mm-hmm. how that little change could really change yeah. like an entire how people perceive, right? And then also even just an improvement in uh, just how you deliver things, right? So yeah. it's being mindful of that. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's little things. It's little things, and to think about all of those things. Sometimes it can. It can feel heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can feel heavy. And with that being said, are there times that you ever feel hindered or or left out, like you're missing out on something because you don't gravitate towards something that might be more popular or easier to do instead of always keeping an eye on making sure your character is intact? Sometimes it just feels easier to just, all right, fine, I'm just go with this wind. I'm just... Well, the easy answer is no, right? <laughs> um, but the, the no got to came, it, it was a process to get to that, right? Because mm-hmm. I think because the, we live in a FOMO culture, right? True. That whole fear of missing out. Um, it, and we're all guilty of that. I, I see a meme that's so popular and it's so true. It's like, my friends need to understand. I still want to be, understand that I'm not going to go, but I still want to be invited, right? <laughs> Invite me, but right. I'm going to sleep. You know? And, but I think this stage in my life, I just know that I have a bigger calling than being consumed with what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I used to be that person that could get caught up in like, cause social media lets you get so Man. caught up in like, dang, I should have been there. <laughs> but then I think about, no, you were right where you needed to be. True. And you need to be content with knowing that you can't be at everything. It's exhausting. And I think that was one of the things that got me to this place of no, where when you try to like doing everything, (laughs) you burn out so quickly Mm -hmm. and you need to really just receive the season you're in. And I am that season of, Jen, you can't do everything. You can't be everywhere. I self-care, yes. And that (laughs) self-care does involve like, (laughs) you know, taking those moments of not doing anything that requires brain activity and just kicking it with friends or whatever I'm that looks like. I'm still trying to do that. I'm you know, tight right now. And, and yeah. I've learned this is the importance of self-care. And, but in that, it's just also making sure that I'm not, I'm, I'm also doing things I actually really love and I want to do and have mm. purpose. And I believe in just right now, the season I'm in is really just like honing in on the relationships that I know have been there for me and, and um, just making sure, cause I don't have a lot of time, right. And, but making sure people feel appreciated and, and making sure that I carve out that time to also just even for family. Mm. I think sometimes we get so caught up in just like everything else that we forget that that True. is the people who were there for us from the beginning of time. <laughs> Those are people that change your diaper. <laughs> but, um, and, and really, really assessing, like, do you even have time to do all these things? So are you really missing out? No. You're right. You're when you, well, when you say it like that, <laughs> you know, because I, I'll be honest, sometimes I get caught up and um, it's, it's throughout my years mm-hmm. in, in growing up. Um, it's on the blog, crystalsets.com. You'll see it. Um, growing up as an only child, sometimes you feel... Well, me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I felt, you know, left out of things. It's just like, oh, so I'm not included. That's okay. And, you know, constantly wanting to be approved of Mm -hmm. or to show that you are loved, you know, and it's, it's taken years to continue to grow out of that. And I'm now at a point where I can say I'm fine with the growing out of it. Stage. Before right. it used to feel like guilty, like why do I feel that way at times? And and you you try hard to be something else. And now I'm just really happy 
being me, sometimes I the fabulous you. <laughs> You're <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> um, sometimes I, you know, I stumble and I fall and God is allowing me to know, Hey, you can't beat up yourself because if you've already asked me to forgive you and I forgave you, why are you tripping on your own self? Like, what is that for? Right. So, you know, it's that fear of missing out that I've had and I've experienced it. And also with what you said, you can't be everywhere. I would also add, you can't be everything to everyone. Woo, that's another girl. <laughs> girl. And so I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning that. So I'm going to be okay with that. And what you said, I'm definitely taking and listening to. Um, that self-care is quite important. And I honestly am trying to figure out how to turn off my brain. It's been years trying to figure out how to do that and do it successfully because when I do it, as soon as there's a piece of quiet, a new thought come up and go, oh yeah, maybe I need to do that. I need to call this person. And it's like, whoa, wait, what are you doing? Slow down. Because if you're burnt out, like you said, you're of no use to yourself, to anyone, to anything. So you're right. That that FOMO, we can we can miss out on that. Right. And then after a certain age, you don't have time for no FOMO. Like <laughs> you just don't have time for it. You just don't even have time for it. I'm like, nah, I just don't have time. Like, I got homework, I got this project. I got, no, it's no. You don't you don't have time for it. You're right. You're right. So let me ask you this. Thinking back to your younger self, mm -hmm. after we spoke about this, what would you say now with what you've come to know of yourself and your experiences and all of that? What would you say to your younger self? Ooh, I think about that all the time. And I think about, I would just say, baby girl, you're going to be all right. Like <laughs> I think about all like the insecurities and the things that I thought I didn't have or the um, inadequacies that I, again, like our not knowing exactly what my future was going to look like. And I just, just trust the process, girl, because I think about how every little detail was literally mm -hmm. ordained by God. Mm -hmm. Every piece, like when people say, oh, I'm not going to do this because it's going to waste my time. Nothing is a waste of time in the kingdom. And, Ooh, right. and I, every piece you're of my right. journey was so crucial to, to making me the woman I am today. And I, in hindsight, am so grateful for the moments where I was like, God, why am I in this? Because now I know why, you know? And mm -hmm. I would just say, girl, trust this. Be be open to change because guess what? Like change is really going to be like literally my, my entire life has changed. Like one conversation changed the entire trajectory of my life <laughs> in a good way. Right. Mm -hmm. And be, be okay with letting go with what you thought your life should look like. Because honestly, when you're with God, it's going to look even better mm -hmm. and his promises are so real. So I would say just, just chill out. Just chill out. <laughs> just chill out. Chill out. Yeah. You're, you're right. You said it to your younger self and to me. <laughs> Just trust the process. It's, it's cool. Um, what I would say to my younger self, I, I think I still talk to her. <laughs> I, I tell her, I don't know why you're holding on to what God has already taken away. Amen to that. So you need to just look forward. Mm -hmm. And what I do in helping me maintain my character in him, I've got, I don't know if you see my phone here, I've got verses right here. There was oh, one time so when great. I was fully anxious, so I did a bunch of, I did a search for certain words, 
and all the verses that came up, I screenshot them there. And when I felt like an anxiety or, or panic happening because I felt overwhelmed, I just go straight to my phone because it's usually in your hand. Anyway, so I said, if I'm going to be looking at it, I need something to remind me of why I'm here and meaning here, why I'm on this earth. So I'm reading it. And this particular verse that's right here, Psalm 72, 15, and he shall live and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually and daily he shall be praised. That reminds me of Jesus, you know, Amen. and I'm focused on him. And then Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. And that just starts to calm me down. If I lock my phone, I'm not getting away from it whatsoever right. because I've got Lamentations 324. You better go ahead and the have The Lord the... is my portion, <laughs> says my soul, therefore I hope in him. So there are times where we need the constant reminder that you are in this world. But You're I not of it, it yeah. at all. We are literally just traveling through. And what happens when you travel? You don't pack to stay where you are. You come through, you see experiences, you make your mark there. You might write on a wall and say, Crystal or Jen was here. Right. You know what I mean? You're going through, you're gathering experiences, you're leaving your mark, you're looking at the beauty that was created. You're taking it in, you're breathing it out, but you're not planning to stay. I think that's such a super important that is super important to really remember, right? And I and I, I love that. I think that if more people really owned in on that piece of you're not you're you're in this world but not of it, but mm -hmm. also you're the reflection of him in this world, yes. right? So that it means that everything that you do, because we live in this world, you are on assignment in this <laughs> yes. travel, right? Yes. So really taking into into um, consideration that you are his representation on earth. Mm -hmm. They need to see you. That means the world needs to see you during mm -hmm. this journey. So remembering that you have, just because you be just the fact that you are a child of the most high, you have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And in that is being reminded, even if you don't know what that purpose is right in this very second, mm -hmm. as you travel this world and go on this journey throughout it, you're going to figure it out when you're walking with him. Sure. So it could be any in any area because he needs his people everywhere. So just being That's mindful true. that as you walk, just remember, you're, this is temporary, so you're going to see some things that look so crazy, and you're like, wait, this is not what I imagined heaven to be, but you know, it's not, and you're only visiting. So remember taking every piece of the journey as, you know what, I'm heaven bound, but on my way there, this is just a, a, a quick stop where God needs me to show people him. True. True. Yeah. Jen, I've had a wonderful time talking with you, as Likewise. always. Like. He said, we're, we're busy, but seriously, <laughs> we need to see each other again. I agree. But um, I, I'm very happy that you were here and able to do this and fit me into your busy schedule because I know your today is packed. <laughs> um, but um, it's been truly a pleasure. And guys, I want you to go ahead and check out Princess Chambers. Tell them where they can find you and donate. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I just love talking to you too. It feels like I just Thank saw you, you yesterday. But um, so, Princess Chambers, you can find us on Instagram, Princess Chambers INC. You can find us on um, the website, uh, princesschambersinc.org, um, Facebook, Princess Chambers Inc. Uh, backslash of Facebook. So. Thank Good. You. And don't forget to donate, guys. She does scholarships for these lovely young women. So get on the good foot. 
All right, I will see you guys. I'll put all the links down below. And of course, the numbers for you to leave comments. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, yeah, I'll see you later. Smooches.